Just because I have a kindergarten teacher who likes to eat pussy, which, hey, nothing against that. <laughs> eat the snatch. I like pussy, too. I feel you, right? But there's a time and place. Sanarga, sanarga. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Peculiar place to have a party. And curiosity often leads to trouble. Totally redeem yourself. Doc, check me out. I got a fat voice. Now, actually, it is absolutely absurd to say that we came into this world. We didn't. We came out of it. Out of it. It is absolutely absurd to say that we came into this world. We didn't. We came out of it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Season 7, episode 1. It's been a while. It's been a minute. But we're up in it, and Damn, we're up in right, it to win it. You're right, you're right. <laughs> How long has it been, Cynic? Damn, I'm rhyming. I don't even want to rhyme, son. How long has it been, bro? Um, uh, was, like, it, was it last year? <laughs> Have we released anything Damn. this year at this point? If anybody listens to this podcast at this point, I'm just thankful, you know? <laughs> um, you, guys hit, you guys hit alert or, or remind you, you know, when, when one posts. So, obviously, you caught wind of it, or you caught it on my social media that... I always rub it in your face when we have a new episode. But welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We got the same show, but with a facelift. I know you heard him in the background already. Everybody was thinking, who's this Who's this guy? I know Cynic. I know Frank. Who's this other voice I'm hearing? You want to introduce yourself, OG? How's everyone doing? It's OG NYC. I'm the older brother of my two brothers on this No Stone to Unturned podcast. That's right. We were talking um, a few times uh, throughout the course of our podcast life of bringing a OG on, um, but it didn't work out for one reason or another. And now the stars have aligned, and we've decided to join forces. And now we're gonna take a shot at it. I think at first he was like, "Man, y'all Mickey Mouse, man. I ain't <laughs> trying to play with your little podcast." But then OG started listening, baby. He's, He's like, like, "Call oh. me when you guys hit the big time." <laughs> <laughs> y'all need three, four more years. Nah, not at all. All jokes aside, though, man, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, a great journey. We're excited to have you on. And and I think what what people already like about the show is the dynamic that me and Cynic have as brothers. Um, but when we're all together, we're, you know, that's times three. You know, there's nothing, there's there's no loss there. So for people to be able to experience that now, I think it's going to be something really special, man. So we're really happy to have you, man. It's going to be a good journey. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Yes, we are. Sir. Yes, we are. And you know what? It's no small feat, people, because we are now in like, I don't know, three different time zones. <laughs> yeah. Yo, what it takes to put this show together. You should pay us, okay? You should pay us. Seriously. This shit is not easy. <laughs> but let's see. Let's see, man. A lot has happened since, we, since we've been gone, Cynic and OG NYC. Um, but I think for the most relevancy... Let's talk about the shit that, that's happening right now, man. Let's just kind of, well, well, actually, no. Before we talk about the things that we're going to talk about right now, we should talk about fun facts, right? I 
think that's how we usually do that's it. That's how we typically do it. And I guess this might let the cat out of the bag as far as what we might be touching on today. Nice. But did you know, since sound can travel through water better than it can through air, the potential number of decibels is greatly increased. The LFA sonar used by some marines is the loudest man-made noise, reaching over 200 plus decibels. Marine biologists believe that sea creatures may beach themselves to escape the noise. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. That's not nice. Listen, we're assholes, man. <laughs> yeah. Human beings, we're assholes. But that is a that is a very poignant fun fact, considering what has been in the news in the last few days. True, true. I don't know why I'm laughing, to be honest, because <laughs> it's it's fucked up. But at, at the same time, well, we'll get well, into it. We'll yeah, because how fucked up is it really? Yeah, I think you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. So that's your fun fact for today. Hope Thank you guys you, enjoyed that. Yes, sir. My my contribution. Listen, I'm just trying to pull my weight, boys. That's all. But let's 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 stop teasing this thing, man. Let's get right into it. All right. As everybody knows, I'm gonna say it was a tragic thing that happened because it was loss of uh, lives. Uh, five people in total, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, passed away after going in a experimental scientific submarine uh, that took them down to the Titanic wreckage. Right. I don't want to say experimental, but it wasn't. It's not approved by like the guys, right? So you know what I mean by that. Which is another gravesite, by the way. <laughs> you know, bad energy. Just saying. Um, and yeah, so let, let's talk about it, boys. What you think? This is like typical uh, billionaire playground thing, right? Like these people have so much money, they don't know what to do with it. They're bored with their lives because they can do everything they want. So they do things like they go out into space for you know tourism, or the next frontier, they go down to the depths of the ocean to go visit the Titanic for kicks. Now, I would think that if you have that kind of money, you would still value your life. Um, but apparently, th- maybe that's part of it for them. You know, that 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 risk is not enough that they were going down to however many... You know, I, I don't know exactly how far it is. 13,000 feet. Jesus. You know, it's not for, uh, uh, bad enough that you're doing that. You need a little extra risk. So you go down in something that was, you know, built using parts from Home Depot or whatever the hell they were doing. I don't know. I, I don't think they deserved it. I'm not going to go as far as saying that. One of the handles was from Home Depot. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they deserved it, but I think it's like... You know, it was all fun and games, the risks. You know, it was all fun and games before you went down. But this time it caught up with them. That's all I can say to that. Yeah, but also I think, you know, when you pay that kind of money. I mean, listen, not, they were paying, two, you know, 25000 It was a quarter of a million dollars each individual. So if I'm paying that kind of bread, I'm going to get every safety guideline, every scenario, all the what-ifs out of the way. Because you just never know. Once you go down, that's it. Yep. So I don't, and then to see that they're 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 guiding this sub with an Xbox controller. I was that's my first pause. Like, hold on a minute, we're going on like that, man. like that. We're PS3, going down like man. that. Then no one did they do diligence in regards to the company that they were going down with, and all the violations and all the complaints that were going on with the company, which will be another pause and say, hold on a minute, um, how secure is this thing? Because I just found out. X, Y, and Z over here. I mean, a little more due diligence on my on my part, paying that kind of money. Yeah, it, sh- it should have been. It should have been had. What I found more most more tragic is that one guy went down with his son. Yes, who didn't want to go. Just saying. Oh, that I didn't know. I th- oh yeah, he didn't want to go. The little boy said, "Dad, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm scared. This is this is this is the, the the variation we got. 
um, over here. Dad, I'm scared. I don't really want to go down. The father said, son, it's Father's Day. I'm your father. I'll, be, I'll protect you. You're with me. Let's do it together. What? Hold on, dude. Well, you get into this whole dialogue from CNN, brother. He's like, yo. And then the son said, I want a hot dog for lunch. And that was like, we can't eat dogs. <laughs> That's yeah. really detailed. Bordering on some fucking made up shit. Hold on. CNN. Hold on. Hold on. CNN. <laughs> CNN came out with it. The, the, ant, the ants came out and they verified that he didn't want to go, that he just went because the father wanted him to be there because it was a Father's Day thing. It happened on Father's Day, if I'm not mistaken. Sunday. I didn't even think about that, man, because Father's Day is different here. That's probably why I didn't put that together. Okay, so, yeah, that, I guess that makes it even more fucked up. That Very. makes it even more fucked up. Man, for me, as as I'm a tour, and now that I, I am a father, right, and I have some somebody that I'm responsible for, you know, some people say till he's 18, I say till the rest of his life, but um, <laughs> I just, I, I, the way I manage risk is different, right? And it's all about risk assessment for me. Maybe it's because I work in insurance and that's what we do. We manage risk, right? And depending on how risky you are is how how high your premium is going to be. So for me, when I think about possibly going down to the depths of the ocean um, to possibly get a look at the Titanic wreckage, I'm just thinking about the risk associated with that. And there's no way, there's no way, man, that I'm going to put myself or my child in that situation and it doesn't mean that it did you know it diminishes the loss of life i'm not saying that i'm just like man like i understand when you get money you must be bored that must be nice and there's you do you know you find new things to to get kicks out of totally get that but you still got to manage risk man especially if you're you know if you're a family man if you're if you're somebody who's you know you never had a family you want to go do it listen you die doing what you love you know what i'm saying but when we're talking about Again, people look, you know, looking at you for for support. You know, they need you around. They need you here. I'm just managing risk. And there's no way, man, that I'm doing that, especially when only a handful of people have done it. Absolutely. You know, before it was just robotics that went down there. Mm -hmm. The footage that we got from that, that Titanic movie was robots. It wasn't people in the sub, you know, and maybe that's part of the allure. It's that we're on the groundbreaking part of landing on the moon if you will right nobody's done this so we're we're the four we're the we're the guys in the front they're going to talk about us in history books yeah but here's the issue right like when we went to space the first couple times we fucked up people died there's always going to be a trial and error period and you're such ahead of this thing that you you now you became that trial and error so it's for me man it's just about managing risk and i i personally wouldn't put myself in that situation but just think gentlemen what it was like to be in that submarine when things start creaking. Oh, man. Apparently, I was thinking about that. I don't like I, I heard something as well. I don't know how accurate it is. But in, in the report I was watching, they were saying the, the pressure is so was so high where they were. That it was instantaneous. I th- yeah. Correct. I think they said it was 6,500 PSI or something like that. Something ridiculous. So yeah. they said it would have collapsed in on imploded within like 20 milliseconds faster than the brain could have processed anything it was instant instant death but still no no but (laughs) the the national guard did say and the only good thing that came out of this because before the national guard gave the report we were all like oh shit 40 hours of oxygen 20 hours of oxygen 10 hours it was like a countdown of death i was like damn that yeah that's that's like the worst way to die is by suffocation or by fire so when the National Guard came out and said, oh, I mean, the Coast Guard came out and said, oh, no, 
it imploded. When it got to 4,000, 5,000 feet, it just imploded. It was instantaneous. They're all gone. I, I, I was like, oh, I feel a little better. Not that they died, but that they died without going through was, all that pain. It was quick. It was quick. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully. I don't know, bro, but hopefully. And the body disintegrated, which is another thing. I'm like, what? Do you know the amount, exactly. of, pressure, the amount of pressure that must have gone? Was this a tin can that went down there? Like, what the hell? Bro, they would have turned into mush. Yeah, that's what, the, that's, what, that's what the Coast Guard said. It was instant mush. That's why I call the Titanic a graveyard. It's a gravesite because they couldn't find bodies down there either. Bro, we got 4K HD. Look at look at the fucking Titanic on your fucking screen, bro. <laughs> Listen, smoke a joint, all right? Let's get some. Let's get the psychedelic effect of your brain going. Sit down in front of an 82-inch, right? And fucking go to town, bro. Trust me, you'll feel like you're right there. Yeah. And you're minimizing risk. Nothing's going to happen to you in your living room. Maybe some munchies will attack you, but <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, it with was the crazy. technology we have, yeah. But here's, can I play devil's advocate real quick? Please do. If you were looking to disappear, wouldn't this be the perfect stage to do it on? What do you mean? Now, when you say disappear, you mean like an insurance thing? Like, I'm, I'm no. Just... Let's just say that me, Frankie P, doesn't exist anymore. I want to stage my death. The whole world is watching. If I wanted to get lost and either become somebody else or live on an island because I have the money to do it or uh, escape, you know, maybe some financial issues that I had that nobody knew about because, you know, when you're making that much money, the debt is a lot of times just as big as the money that you have, right? There's a lot of shit that could have been pulling. If you wanted to get lost, wouldn't this be the perfect plan to hatch? Because once you're dead, all those things go away. Uh, I'm just saying. The only way it'd be perfect is if your name was just on the list and they assumed you went down there. Exactly. You were never down there. That's what I'm saying. They purposely created a chink in the armor. They knew it was going to pop because they didn't do certain regulation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, there. He's down there. Yeah, we're we're accounting for him. And oh, well, now he's gone. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it happened, but I'm just saying. But you're saying that would have been, if that happened, you're saying all five of them were in on it or what? Yeah, uh, for sure. It oh, was one okay. of those things like, okay. yeah, we're all in on this, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to find out 20 years later that one of the survivors floated <laughs> to the top. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he made it. <laughs> Listen, the one I feel really heartfelt for all of them because they, they, they perished, that 19-year-old man. I'm like, yo, the kid, the kid's life just on, started. Man. Just Especially started. when you hear the details that OG just hit us with that he didn't even want to go. He didn't. Auntie came on CNN, and she was like, he didn't even want to go. His dad convinced him. So um, the other story that related to this that I heard is that there was... So the guy who who was... Uh, I don't know. He, he was the CEO, I guess, of the company. Right? He was looking for people to go down. Right? And he actually approached another father and son first. The son from that uh, family told his dad he wasn't comfortable with it. He wasn't comfortable. He was like, you know, he was afraid of it or whatever. So... Um, the dad basically told the guy, you know, the owner of the, th- of the thing, he said, look, my, my kid isn't really feeling it. He's concerned. He has safety concerns. And then the guy came back to them and said, look, um, like final offer, I'll knock off a hundred grand for, or something like that. He was knocking off a bunch of money from it because it was 250,000 for the ticket, yeah. right? He was willing to knock off a hundred grand. And then, um, uh, he said, you know, if your son has concerns, tell him to contact me. I would be interested. I would be interested to know what uh, basically he said something like what a layman, someone who doesn't know anything about it, what they would what what would be their concerns about it? As if to say, look, 
I know what I'm doing. Shit is safe. You know, if he's worried, let him talk to me. I'll let him. I'll clear it up. And in the end, they didn't go. And you know who did go? The father and son who died down there. Fucked up. And not for nothing. If you're knocking off a hundred grand, I don't want that kind of discount for my life. I'd be like, no, no, it's okay. And did you see inside the pictures of the inside of that place? It was a tin. It was really a tin can. They could barely stretch their legs in that thing. Yeah, they had to sit. I think they said cat, uh, caddy style. One yeah. right, just so they can fit. And I, I believe they had a toilet. I believe they, they okay. They had some makeshift <clears throat> toilet. Yeah. But that was it. There was this guy, this like submarine expert that used to work for the Navy, and he was doing around the time that they were still looking for them. He was doing all these interviews because he's an expert, right, in, in the situation. And he was on the Dan Lebetard show, so I'll credit that show for this, uh, for these, for these two cents. And so they blatantly asked him, "So, do you think that they're alive right now?" And this was, I think, maybe day two into it, right? So still early on, and he goes, "No, they're dead." He wow. said it from the very beginning. He's like, "They're dead," and I think everybody Damn. was taken aback because it was like. We didn't know he was going to be that brutally honest. Sometimes people will spin it, right? Give yeah. you the politically correct response. Well, the chances are, you know, not looking good, but we're hoping, right? You're kind of saying the same thing, but you're, right. you're polishing it. Right. He was like, they're dead. That's it. And he was right. <laughs> they call, call the life insurance. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Shout out Dan Levitar, by the way. Yeah, man. Shout who, out who is that? Man. Never heard of this dude. Sports analyst, sports analyst. Uh, I'm gonna say Frankie, God, right? Yeah, he's he's a sports reporter. Should've he uh, originated known. from Miami, but then he hit yeah. it big nationally, and now he's left ESPN and he has a, his own thing. Yeah, well, he, All he right, went, people. He went against ESPN, <laughs> and that's why ESPN bounced. But anyway, that's another topic for the yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> for the listeners, for the listeners, there's one oddball in this group who is not interested in sports whatsoever. You guys can all take a guess who that is. Well, listen, not everybody is interested in sports, so there's going to be a lot of people that relate to you, Sonny. Absolutely. You're not an oddball at all, my not man. A- just saying, if you guys out there agree with me, <laughs> let's raise. Send five bucks to my PayPal, each one of you, five bucks right now. So I went ahead and I sent you guys a video that I want us to look at now. Okay. Real man, it's happening. No, it is. The space line for Earth. Well, this is Virgin, Virgin Atlantic now that it's doing. So now people can pay to go to space. Like people like you and I. Followed by our first private astronaut mission. Now we have commercial flights that I can take London Berlin, or now I can book a commercial flight to the brim of space. And I brought that up because. You know, earlier we said, you know, when you have money, you don't know what to do. You're looking to go to Titanic, you know. Well, how do you guys feel about that, man? I mean, we know the risk of going that deep down into the ocean. We know what what can happen. And this is a perfect example of that. But how do we feel about space? I mean, we've been at that a little longer. There's been more more information, more data or data on that. I don't know, man. I feel a little more comfortable. <laughs> I feel I mean, more comfortable doing that than, because, than going down right. to the bottom of the ocean. Because of the time frame, in, in a sense, how many times we've gone up there, how many missions we've done already. You know, yes, there's more There's more to, to feed off of and there's more data going to space. Whereas going to, going to the deep sea, where they were going, there isn't that much at all, if any. I think it was James Cameron... Frankie, you talked about it, about the robotics that he will use. But I, ha- I have a feeling, I want to say that James Cameron also went down in a, in, a, in a sub as well when he was filming Titanic. I just don't think, obviously, he went that deep. 
I think later on he's one of the people that did go down there in in a sub, and I don't know if if Zerk wants to fact check it, but yeah, I know there's a handful of people that actually got that got down there. Uh, cynic, or sorry, as cynic could fact check that. <laughs> I know there's a handful a handful of people that before this tragedy happened that were able to witness it. You know, I don't know, and I'm pretty sure he might have been one of them. But it's still you're still in the infant stages of that, sure. right? And and I I think I don't know if they were trying to cut corners with how they were building it because they're already thinking about you know, making several of these. So they want to be, because it's very easy to build one sub, right? That can withstand that pressure. But now if you're thinking about commercializing it, like the video we just saw, and now we're talking about mass production, we got to think about cost, Mm -hmm. right? And it's no way that we can go ahead and create these summaries that cost hundreds of millions of dollars and mass produce them, right? So now, well, let's see if we can do this and let's see if we can do that. And this is a little cheaper. And I think this is where they caught themselves at. You know, because they were already thinking with the greed and it cost them their lives, you know? It did. And that's where the reports came out of, of the owner of the company. Of, of Home Depot handles. Well, <laughs> that and the violations that he never fixed because he was cutting corners. And then two employees that left the company came back and whistleblowed and said, yeah, he was cutting corners and he never addressed it because it cost too much to make those corrections. Hence, now you have him down there too with the Titanic. Crazy, man. It is sad. Yeah, I kind of agree with you in the sense that somehow I would be more um, open to going to space than to the bottom of the fucking ocean. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> because it's probably just as terrifying. But somehow just um, gut feeling, it feels like something. Maybe it's because of what you said, because we, cause we've somehow explored more of it. Uh, the technology is, is somehow more familiar and advanced. Um the pressures at the bottom of the ocean is just like we're just figuring out i think how to really deal with that like right. it's one thing to create a little submarine that could withstand the pressures for a, you know a while or whatever that's one thing but space we already have space stations we have you know what i mean it's proven mm-hmm. that you can spend years up there so yeah i mean i think it's still I guess it's always that that like that that the the rich people go first. I think it's still a bit, you know. Well, here's my thing. Even though I'm, it's piquing my interest. I'm gonna give them a good five years of, of continued trial and error. Let's make sure this thing goes good. Right, right. Uh, but once I see my friends posting fucking shit on Instagram, saying like, "Yo, guess who was next to Mars, baby?" I'm I'm going. I'm booking my ticket, bro. I mean, yeah, I feel you. But if that ever happens, like, you know, at the back of my mind would be the challenger because they also uh, were going they had gone up gone up probably hundreds of times by then and nobody expected that shit to blow up for real and that and that was the first one then there was the other one what a couple like a decade ago what was that one called is it endeavor that that blew up on the way back in do you remember that one in. i do remember that i don't i forget the name but i do remember that that occurrence yeah so that shit still does happen uh can happen I mean, but yeah, you can die in an airplane crash, though. You can die in a car crash. Cross you know the street. You know, you know yeah. so. Yeah. But then, then it goes back to managing risk. And for you, Cynic, that's that's your scale. You're like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to risk me not being here for what I may gain in the experience of it all. And yeah, I, yeah. I'll go to space. I'll go. I'll risk that. That'd be so dope, man. I would. I would. I. I think I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do it. You can bro. report from the ground, G. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll, I'll give the I'll give the play by play. You know what would be awesome? It's just the power alone. 
behind you, underneath you, pushing you up like that. You know, the amount of power that it's that is pushing you to get outside of Earth's orbit. That alone would be, I think, exhilarating. <laughs> Listen, there's a there's a ride in Epcot. There's a ride in Epcot that's called um, Mission to Mars, I think. And I got on the every time. First of all, every time I go to Epcot, and I promise this is going to connect. All right, just let me go around the body. <laughs> every time I go to Epcot, first of all, we're, we're drinking like fish over there because it's for me. It's like a park for for adults. Oh, it's amazing. Gosh. This is where they have the food and wine festival. It's a it's a wonderful place. It's Disneyland for adults. So we see this freaking ride, and it's like, yo, there's warnings, and it says there's two types of, of levels to the ride. There's like the orange level, which is the warning can cause heart attack and i'm thinking it's part of the ride i'm like they're just trying to scare you son let's go so you know i choose the orange one the yellow one was the more kitty one that was more relaxed but we're not doing the kitty one we got a couple cold ones in us we're feeling good right so we get on the orange one right think of a simulator guys when they train pilots to withstand the g's right where it's kind of that thing that goes round and round and round it's that same concept because you can feel yourself turning when they're trying to give you the impression of the G's, right? So I sit in this simulator and everything is all good until they close that door and it goes gunk. And I'm telling you, I have probably like six inches of space and I'm not a claustrophobic individual, but at that point in time, I don't know if it was the alcohol or the age, <laughs> I instantly became claustrophobic. And the whole time during the ride, the whole time during the ride is like, don't lose your shit. Don't lose your shit. Don't, cause that's how bad it was, bro. So if it's anything like that, I'm not doing it. I need space, <laughs> bro. That was, but it was so really what cool. What does it do? Does it spin or what does it do? It spins. Yeah. So it, it mimics. So you have a screen right here. You have a screen right here in your face and there, there's little buttons that you got to press, but I'm freaking shitting in my pants. So I'm just like, <laughs> you know, uh, um, and then only off with your life. Yeah. You know, but, but it gives you the, all right, blast off, boom. And then you feel it. And then once it's pulling you, you start feeling the G's cause you start pulling G's. So your head, boom, sucks back. And you're like, oh, wow. the warnings about the heart attacks was real. It wasn't part of oh. the ride. I see <laughs> right, what they right. mean now, right? Because I'm scared yes. as shit. And I'm like, oh, shit. And you're feeling it. And then all of a sudden, you break the atmosphere. And you start floating. like it's a, And it's like, and then you can kind of breathe for a bit. And then it's beautiful. But then you're still kind of claustrophobic because you're mimicking being in a spacecraft where there is really, mm. really isn't a lot of space. So they're trying to give you all of the, they're trying to hit all of the, the, the sensors here. And they're doing a great job of doing it. So I enjoyed it a little better once we got into outer space and the, the pull stopped, stopped happening, right? Um, but you still have that shit like, all right, when is it over? When is it over? When is it over? When is it over? And then I never got on that shit again. Oh, my God. No way. Never again, dog. <laughs> Let me tell you that there was a little kid behind us in the line that I went back and I started playing shit back in my head. There was a little kid behind me behind me in the line and this little kid's like oh this is one of my favorite rides i've done it three times already and i'm like in my head drunk as a skunk oh we're good round them up let's go orange and then when i got off the ride i'm like this little kid's a demon like how how, how do you think this is fun i'm never he going if i go back on it i'm going on the yellow bro i'm not going on that orange one again i'm a grown man i got nothing to prove gentlemen i ain't going back on that orange one i kind of hope that we can do a family trip to epcot which would be amazing so you guys can really experience what I'm talking about. That would be Amazing. that would be actually awesome. I would love to experience. Yeah, that. I think so. Oh man, Epcot is awesome, man. And you and it's like it's different countries. So you go to Mexico, you go to Berlin, Germany. You know what I mean? I'm, that, I've sent you pictures before. Bratwurst, you're eating bratwurst in Japan. You're eating this crazy sushi. It's a, it's a vibe, man. Capitalism at its finest. 
Didn't we do a family trip to Disney for the end of the year, if I'm not mistaken? Sir? We did one year, like for Christmas, right? right Frankie? Or for like the Christmas, New Year. I yeah. remember seeing the fireworks with you guys, like over the lake and stuff. Yes, we did do it. We, I don't think we did Epcot. I think we just did the other parks. I don't remember Epcot and that trip. No, I don't think I've ever been to Epcot, so we couldn't have done Epcot. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Good stuff is right. You had your heart in your chest. As you guys are talking. I'm, I'm making reservations to get on the next version Galactic. <laughs> What is you can put your any, name in What's the cost? I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I didn't get to the price yet. <laughs> Yo, put put my name down, son. <laughs> Yo, imagine if it costs what five thousand dollars because you guys know, you guys know I love I love like fighter jets. Like I don't know how I became Cynic Junior, but I love military planes now. So I found out that it costs five thousand dollars to ride along like in an F fifteen. For like 30 minutes. Wow. 30 or 45 minutes. If it costs five grand to ride on in a jet, in a fighter jet, for not even an hour, imagine what that ticket is going to cost. Yeah. yeah. Preparate. What, what I can tell you is that it, it has options for when you want to travel, like when you want to go. When you want to die. <laughs> it says one to two years, five years, and uncertain. So... I'll put, I'll put the five year. I'll put in nah, a, five, five years. years, we still won't be able to afford it, I'm sure. Nah, baby. <laughs> Speak for yourself. This shit's going to blow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what else is on the, is in the news? Uh, I know there was some other shit popping off. I mean, we have that, we have that UFO shit that happened. Nah, few, there was something else, ago. man. It's fucking Russia, guys. Yes. So yesterday, I was a bit... Like, I wrote to you guys, I was like, oh, shit's getting hot. I thought shit was really about to pop off. And then, like, an hour later, they were like, um, yeah, they decided to uh, make peace, and he's pulling his people back. I was like, what is this, a fucking joke? Are they playing games with us or what? It felt like a lot, of, a whole lot of bullshit, to be honest. It felt like propaganda to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, Russia, Russia's big on that, man. I mean, the one thing about the Russians is that I don't believe a word they say. A lot like I don't believe our, our, our U.S. government either. But to find out that this, this general, this, this military general, was about to go up against his own, his own people. And then in the middle of the, of, the, of, the, of the back and forth, they struck a deal. And then he's out going to Belarus and Putin signed off on him. I'm like, something's off here because that's not Putin. Putin's not like that. Putin's like, please come. I will annihilate you. Destroy you, put you all over all over the the, the television, and show the people, you know, that, that you're a piece of shit. So something's off. Something's not right. There's something else underneath that they're not yeah. telling us. That, that, that smells fishy. Very, because that's not Russia. They don't do shit like that. I wonder what it is though, because it sounded funny when I first heard it, even though it was welcoming, right? I was like, all right, finally somebody's trying to stand up to this guy, right? Like saying, enough is enough, right? And you could already see the comments, now Putin is going to feel what Ukraine has felt for the past year. <laughs> there are people going nuts, you know? And I'm like, something don't sound right though, man. Like this guy, he's, and especially like, if it's in front of the world, right? I think, right. to be honest, he would have pulled out of Ukraine already when he really would have think about, you know, his cutting his losses. But, if it's a sign of weakness, he won't do it. It's strictly pride at this point, which is why I feel bad for Ukraine because it's either he's going to die or he's going to die trying because he's not going to pull out at this point because of his pride. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I, I don't I don't see him getting checked like this and it be OK. And then, you know, shortly after we find out that, oh, no, they, they, they made amends. So it's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the and we're going to hear about it later. I, I know it's going to come out, come back later. The, the exact reason why he did what he did, he being Putin. And 
what's the underlying crap going on because something's bigger something bigger is coming that's how i feel something bigger is coming yeah it's like it's part of some some bigger plan i don't know maybe to fake people out maybe to fake ukraine out maybe to get people to think that there's that they're weak um that there's dissension or whatever that they're not unified and then all of a sudden you know psych and then well they all turn around yeah but putin has lost so much it with this, he never thought Ukraine would be fighting going on almost two years, two and a half years. He thought maybe a week tops, go in, get out, take back Ukraine. But he never thought this. He's embarrassed already that he's even he's being mocked in in in, in, in on TV. He's being mocked with how the military, the the strategies they're using, uh, the the own uh, military men are are getting out of there because they're like, yo, we're get we're getting annihilated over here, and what are we fighting for? They're even questioning it. So something's going on, and it's going to come out, and it's, it's going to be big. But I don't think, listen, I don't, I don't see that man lasting too long. And this is Putin we're talking about. You have theories about what's going on? I don't. I don't, because once again, it's hard when you don't have, you know, the trust of your own government, you know. Well, I know how that feels. <laughs> yeah, we can't sit here and say, do we really trust everything they're saying? But... Knowing Putin and knowing how he how he has done things in the past, he's ruthless. He don't he don't give a fuck. So to back out like that on national television, everyone knows that he backed out and made a deal. I'm like, hold up, something's up. Some's cooking. Some's cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see, man. I can't believe how embedded Biden is with uh, Ukraine, man. We had no idea what we were doing when we were putting this guy in office, bro. And his ties to Ukraine are sketchy to me, my man. Sketchy McSketch Sketch. On top on top of that on top of him not being able to fucking walk five feet without tripping and falling and every the whole fucking world laughing at him. On top of that, on top of him, you know, he was visiting the I think he was visiting India and he's with the you know, I guess their version of their predator. I don't Prime Minister, I don't know what they call it. I don't want yeah. to be disrespectful. Mo- Moma, Moma. Whatever. So the music starts playing and he puts his hand over his heart and thirty seconds in he realizes it's not the, the United States anthem. So he does the <laughs> slow hand all the way down and th- this guy's a fucking and the fucking ties that he has to, to Ukraine. I don't bro, did you see that we send another billion I don't know, five hundred billion dollars over there? Did you see we did that again? What are we doing over here? Trump would have yeah. never done that, son. Trump 2024. Oh, my God. Okay. I said it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I said it. Welcome to the new world. I said it. I, I, I understand. I understand I why he it. did it. I understand why he, he went in there to do what he did. I'm not understanding, though, the amount of money why? it's costing. Why? Because I'm like, we're not the why? only ones who are, who are the allies here. They're supposed to be, you know, France and, you know, all these other... Uh, uh, NATO nations uh, with us, and I'm like, why are we? Why do we have bees behind what we're send, sending over there? Are there other countries sending money too? But I do understand why we're back in Ukraine, because at the end of the day, you just can't have countries pull up and just be like, I'm, I'm taking it, I'm taking it back. It's mine. I get it. But now it's the logistics of the money. I'm like, what else is going on here? Because it's monopoly money now. Listen, it they, really is. This? Hunter Biden's emails. Senek, I'm sorry, real yeah. quick. Hunter Biden, from Hunter Biden's emails to where we are now, and I couldn't see the writing on the wall. But when we start connecting the dots now, and we see what his dad is doing and how much bread he's sending over to them, son's fishy. And our boy T would have never done that. That's all I'm saying. He would have been like, "Fuck you. We're not the world police." He said it. He said it multiple times. 
You know, but he he would give it, but he would help give he would given Ukraine to to Putin. He would said, "I'll help you take it back." He would have, because he's he's first of all, first of all, he has no brain cells when it comes to to politics. So he would have said, "Oh, Putin, you want Ukraine? Sure, uh, U.S. Army, go get good, give Ukraine, give Ukraine to Putin," and they would have done it. And he would have been like, "Yes, yes, victory," and it's not a victory, dude. But at the end of the day, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk truth, he is correct. Before Ukraine became independent of the democracy, it was part of Russia. When Russia was communist, it, Putin, that was all Putin's, correct. But when Russia failed and had to be restructured, Ukraine went independent. Ukraine became a democracy and they had their own currency. They did their own laws. He said, fuck all that. This shit is mine. It's been mine. And he went in and took it or trying to take it. I think the, the, the like put that putting that aside for a second, because I, I guess none of us are fucking Putin fans. That's clear. But no. <laughs> I'm more interested in what Frank was saying about the amount of shadiness that seems to be coming out um, with the Biden family, which is which is in, which includes Joe Biden. And what I'm thinking about is, like, we all know that these guys are all shady and corrupt under the surface, mm-hmm. right? But what I'm finding interesting is that this shit is not under the surface anymore. It's pretty clear that this dude has been involved in some shit, and. The fact that it's out there and they're pretending that it they're just pretending that it isn't. I don't know what they're doing or they, they're just gaslighting all of us because had this been Trump or let's say any other fucking Republican president, they would be trying to crucify this person. You know what I mean? And, and right now, no one is saying shit about, you know, the, the shady shit that his son I mean, according to what I saw, you know, we all know only what we fucking read. So, but apparently there's some WhatsApp messages that were being sent between his son and some Chinese official. And he's telling the Chinese official, listen, I'm here with my dad and we want to settle whatever the fuck it is he was saying. We want to settle this, whatever, with the money and blah, blah, blah. And he was basically threatening him and saying, you know, my dad, this and then. Now, the only pop, like, there's a possibility that he was saying his dad was there and he really wasn't. Crack is whack. <laughs> <laughs> what the? It's all got. It's because he likes to party. That's why. Uh, You're a crackhead. Okay. Man. okay. A crackhead. So, uh, I'm guessing that's the only potential uh, excuse they can come up with. And maybe that's what they're going to try to say. But mm, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I, I, I'm finding it really hard to believe, especially just because of how the administration is handling it by not handling it. You know, they, 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 they look mm-hmm. guilty. So my point is this dude seems pretty fucking dirty and he's, he's just, he's just, I don't know. He just does it in a different way and people like him because he's got this grandpa thing going on, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I yeah, think creepy he, grandpa full of shit is full of shit sit on my lap. Yeah. And, and that's another <laughs> thing, the creepy shit he's done that he's gotten away with it's just it's another thing it's like why is why do we just ignore that you know what i mean why do we just ignore how he touches women or girls how he fucking smells their hair how he whispers in their ear why do we ignore that and then we're talking all a whole lot about trump talking about grabbing women by the pussy well hold on a minute <laughs> no but you here's can't the say thing, hold though. on because you don't That's like the trump reality. there is a double standard there no 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 y- yes they're both they're both in the wrong but what you're talking about, though, is stuff that he was doing 
when he was VP, when he was in Congress, Senate, all that bullshit. Are you you're saying recently now shit came out on him? You're talking about um, Biden? Biden? <laughs> or are you talking about his past? Because he's been in the Congress, in the, in the government for over 50 years. I mean, the guy's been there forever. But I mean, I think that's he, irrelevant. My thing is if at, ever, at, at, if at any point in time, he, he thought rocking like that was okay, it's a problem. Whether it be something current or something that he did 20 years ago, if you were ever moving like that, it's a problem. You know what I mean? I, I don't, the timeline to me is irrelevant. No, no. But he was saying it when it happened. He was he when his explanation was, if I remember correctly, he said it was a different generation. It was a different time. Uh, we I was very personable uh, with with my female members or even sometimes candidates in the candidates when they were going up against each other. He was very touchy feely. And then when the <laughs> Me Too movement came out, when the, that's where everybody said, "Well, pause." That wasn't that wasn't comfortable for me, and those oh. women started talking. No, just because started saying. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So go ahead. Finish. No, no. They were just they were just saying they weren't comfortable, but they were more uncomfortable speaking about it against a, a senator or whatever he was back then because they knew no one would believe them. Yeah, you got to be self aware. You know, just because you thought it was okay at one point in time, right? Because that was the way things were done doesn't mean that the regular person thought it was okay. Yeah, that to me is, is a crock of fucking shit. And I was very tough on Donald Trump when those, you know, allegations about him being funny with his daughter and, you know, I I, I crucified him. So I think for me, if, I, if I'm if i going to keep it G, right? Mm -hmm. If I see something about Biden, I can't turn the other cheek. I got to be... I got to be unbiased. So when I start seeing him smelling a 12-year-old's hair and whispering <laughs> into his ear like a fucking creepazoid, I got to call I got to call I got to call bullshit <laughs> on that. Now, I just sent you guys a video on WhatsApp. I sent you guys two. The one that I just sent, I want you to to go ahead and 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 play. And before you play it, I want you to think about the stance that Biden has now. He's pro-gay, he's pro-trans, right? Mm -hmm. Because he knows that there's votes there, just like Bud Light thought there was support yeah, exactly. there until they lost billions, until they lost billions, right? They're not buying into it because they really support these people. They're buying into it because it's going to line their pockets, right? We know that today, the stance that he has, play that video. Do you support gay marriage? No. Barack Obama nor I support redefining from a, from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support that. That is basically a decision to be able to be left to the yeah. face and people to practice. Exactly. Mm. It's, and, and you saw what I put at the bottom there. People will change their tune for votes. All of a sudden now, they're pro this, pro that, pro this. But in 2008, they sounded like a Republican to me. Or, or how a pro Republican will be associated, right? Unfair to think that anybody who is against that is just Republican, right? I'm sure there's Dems that feel that way as well. And now that Sleepy Joe gets in there... And shit starts unraveling with his his connection to Ukraine and and Hunter knowing that he's a loose cannon and the guy can't keep his feet. He looks like a joke. Politics one on one, man. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely is. It definitely is, and it goes with all politicians. It's just it's just not Biden. All of them. You know, they they say one stance 100%. four years ago, and then uh, when it's time to get reelected, oh well, things have changed. You have to say this now. And they change. They change. So, so let me ask I you. I don't, do I don't feel like Obama did a lot of that, but Obama has his own skeletons. Uh, ahead, I, I think Obama has his own. He has done some of that too, but I don't have anything right now to prove it. But is that not why, like you said, G, the fact that all polit politicians are like that—they say something now, and in two years they'll say something different because mm -hmm. it's convenient. Mm -hmm. Isn't that part mm -hmm. of why so many people gravitated towards Trump? Because he was someone, good for good or for bad, he was someone who was coming out and saying. I'm not going to fucking do this. And he doesn't do it. 
And look, this is not me advocating for Trump. This is me saying, isn't that the reason why so many people are disillusioned with these politicians that they're looking for someone like Trump who comes out and at least pretends to tell it how it is and doesn't, you know, flip flop. The way I see it is Trump was never politically correct. Right. In all facets right. of the word, because he was a regular layman. Right. He had money. He was he had a, he's not a billionaire, by the way. But anyway, he had money and he was coming in as refreshing because he wasn't looking at politics the way everyone else was talking about politics. He was talking big. He was talking grandeur. He, you know, make America great again. That's a Ronald Reagan quote, bro. That's what Ronald Reagan said back in his mm-hmm. in the 80s. Yep. But what Trump brought was the bullyism. The, the, he brought street into politics because he didn't care. If if you were fat and you, he could go after you, he would call you. You a fat muff. He would tell you in your face on a national scale. He was just, he had no etiquette when it came to how to speak to the American people. That's all he spoke about our people the way he did. He spoke about shit countries the way he did. Because he just, there was no etiquette. Even when people were around him saying, you can't say this, he's going to say, yes, I can. I'm the president of the United States. I can say what I want. And Is he that would. a bad thing? Puerto Rico, by the way, he says, <laughs> we love Puerto Rico. We are also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. And we also love Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, but you can't you can't talk about you can't talk about people in the way he was talking about it because he created tribalism. He totally tribalized politics right now. Because if, if you think about it, the way he spoke about our people, Mexicans, people coming over the border, they're druggies, they're rapists, they're this, they're that. Yes, there are people that come around over the border and are, and are that. But the majority of them are trying to flee. Uh, uh, the countries they're in because they can't live there because they're going to die yeah. if they stay there. And then there's Americans that rape and steal and do that as well. Of course. We can't give them a course. pass because they were born on this soil. I think for me, for Trump, for one, I think he's learned. So I think he's learned. He's not going to march to the beat of their drum, but I think he learned, he's learned to measure his words better because ever since he started saying shit whole countries and ever since like that really outlandish brandish shit, he hasn't messed up like that anymore. He's still going to be Trump, but he's just going to be very, you know, calculated in what he says. I think for, for for the Trumpers, there's two people, two types of people that support him. The type of people that, like Cynic was saying, that are tired of the politic BS, that want honesty, that wants the veil lifted. And then you have your Confederate flag, Bud Light drinking. Well, they used to drink Bud Light. Your Confederate flag racist <laughs> people, right? And 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 I think it's a merge of those two those two type of people. You know, when when you look at Trump followers, right? That that find themselves in that in that kind of you know pocket, if you will. But I think he's he's gotten better. Like I think if when he comes back in 2024, not you know not to say good, bad, or indifferent, I don't think he's going to be really making those huge major mistakes where he's throwing bounty to people in hurricane relief like a basketball. Remember when he did that when he went to Puerto yes. Rico and he's throwing bounty like this and yeah, everybody's like, like he's shooting jump shots. We're hungry. We need help. And he's like, yeah. here, take this. Puerto Rico. I don't know, man. I ain't mad at him for shit like that. Puerto Rico. Sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I feel like that. You know, I'm like, y'all motherfuckers take yourselves too seriously. Like, people die all the time in hurricanes. Take this bounty and go dry your fucking house up. I I, I know that nobody wants to hear that from a politician, but um, sometimes it's just like, yeah, sometimes it's just he's saying what everybody else is fucking thinking. One thing I yeah, will say but, about Cynic, real quick, OJ, if you don't mind, I remember at the very beginning when Trump was running for for president, and Cynic always had the the angle where it's like, well, this might be interesting because he's not going to be a politician, 
And then I think he ultimately saw that the guy was a little wacky, he was saying crazy stuff. So, you know, I, I can't say that he was on Biden's side, but he definitely had his reservations against Trump. But, I mean, again, he's been very consistent. Even now he says, yeah, but I just, you know, that, that whole political BS, we, we've had that. Bill Clinton used to think it was cool to, to be nice with, with women, too. And look what happened there. You know what I mean? And they went after him, too. Yeah. But, but, Clinton, but Clinton brought, you know, he, he, did, he did change things when he came into the presidency. The only thing I could say Trump did when he was, when he was running was the, 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 the criminal act uh, that he passed uh, where people couldn't get bailed out because they didn't have any, any money. So if you don't have money, you can't bail out. Guess what you're doing? You're staying in jail. He did bring that program in. And he did, well, he was behind it. But other what than that, immigration? Dude, and pipeline, he did a couple things. But what about immigration? What did he do for immigration? Like, well, he, 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 ripped, he, ripped, he, he ripped families apart. He, told, he, said, <laughs> he, he literally, and Obama did too, don't get me wrong, because there's, there's a lineage here. It's not just him. Obama did it in a, very, in a very discreet way where it wasn't public, whereas when Trump did it, he was like, I don't care. Listen, the parents, the adults over here, kids over there. Never thinking, how are you going to bring those families back together again if you don't know who's the parent, who's the father? That's the major issue that happened after the fact, once it was done. So it's the immigration thing. The pipeline thing, I don't know how much he really did with the pipeline. He was against it, correct? No, he was building, uh, was it Keystone? Keystone pipeline? Keystone. Keystone. Yeah, he was building a pipeline so we can be less reliant on oil from overseas, which inevitably would have given us lower prices but people were worried about the the impact on the land environment that it was you know an environment right so that's why they were you know so again i see both sides of it like yeah i want cheaper gas prices but i don't want fish to die you know like so i see that and i think with the immigration thing didn't he reduce it not i mean the of course tearing the families apart thing um fine he stopped it but 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 he he, stopped people coming over people down from coming over here whether it's because they didn't like the fact that he was the president or because he was tougher he slowed it down. And I think there needs to be checks and balances. I mean, again, we've spoken about it. We're a family of immigrants, right? So I'm Absolutely. not going to turn my nose up at it and, and, and act like I forget where I came from. But like you said, G, we got on a plane. We did it the right way, right? We right. Fortunately, we had the means to do that. I think that if we're not able to go ahead and create some type of system where it doesn't allow people just to come in here at a free-for-all, then not only is it mm-hmm. increases our tax dollars, but it's going to put more strain on the American people, right? It's going to put more strain on people like me and you, Gerald, that, that, uh, G, that live here, right? There has mm-hmm. to be a system. Now, I'm not saying that if you're fleeing from communism or if you want an opportunity to come and make us something of yourself that you shouldn't be able to, shit, if it wasn't for that opportunity, we wouldn't be here. Of course they should have that. But it can't be like it is now, bro. Like, the, there's hundreds of thousands of people. All those bordering states, and, and there's parts of Texas that are there, there's people sitting and peeing on the street. Because there's just an influx of people coming, and the people that live there much. have to deal with that shit. Now, granted, the way they th- they didn't think through the whole splitting up families thing, that was a huge fucking miss. You know, they mm-hmm. should have thought they should have thought that through way better. I'm totally against that. But as far as how hard he made it and how he deterred people, yo, as soon as Biden got in office, they were like, yep. "Let's go, we're back," and it started again, bam, bam, bam. It's the way he deterred people. I, I, you know, those are the things that I do like about his immigration stance. Although it wasn't perfect. Although I don't agree with people, you know, families being ripped apart. Yeah, there's things that we need to do better there. But it can't be the way it is now, bro. Like, this shit's a fucking mess, man. It, it's it's crazy. And now they're busing them over to, to other cities, right? And states. <laughs> oh, we're getting it. We're oh, yeah, that's right. New York, New York. 
Oh please, yo! It's coming in droves, dude. These greyhounds are coming, and we know what's coming. What's coming out of the greyhounds? But then we're saying to ourselves, like Frankie just, like Frankie just said, hey, our infrastructure can't withstand can't, the amount bro. of influx of people coming in because we, you can only help with so much. <laughs> they were talking at one time to splitting schools for the summer, kids going to summer school, and in the gymnasiums. Putting migrants in there. I'm like, guys, that nah, makes no bro. sense. All the parents were like, I'm not sending my kid. No. God forbid a migrant veers off and goes into and hurts one of the children. Because, mm. um, I, I don't know, he's, he's drunk or he's horny. Whatever the fuck is going on in his mindset. But you can't do that. And But then the mayor he is here saying, but where are we supposed to put them? We try to build tents over here in Orchard Beach. That didn't work. So it's like, it's, it's, sanctuary, is it's that getting... Is one of the sanctuary cities? New York? Yeah, we're definitely sanctuary. Absolutely. But you know, that's why... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. And and these states, you know, Texas, uh, the other one, DeSantis, he was like, oh, you sanctuary? Here, take these 10 buses from me. It's, it's <laughs> a, it's me a brilliant move, bro. It's such a brilliant move what they're doing. Because they're just saying, all right, you guys want to be sanctuary? Let's put them on your doorstep and you deal with them. Yes. Otherwise, these guys are Correct. left to deal with them on their own. But then why not pick up the phone and say, DeSantis, hey, hey, mayor. Listen, this is what I need from you. How can we work together to make this happen? Instead of in the dark of night, pack them up, bring them. So when they get here, now it's on our doorstep. There is no way we're going to tell the buses, turn back around and take them back to where they came from. But who do you mean should make that phone call? You're saying DeSantis should make that call? If DeSantis is the one who wants to send people over here because we're a sanctuary city, okay. But there's a way to go about it too, bro. They are human beings on the bus. They're not pawns. Right. There's not a fucking, you know, laundry. Uh, it's, not, it's not a washing machine that you bring over here. There are people who need doctors, who need, you know, a roof over their head, food. You know, so once it's here, what's the mayor going to say? Nope, nope, we're not doing it. Nope, take, go, go back. You got to think about the San- DeSantis' stance as well as a Republican, right? I think that has a lot to do with it because he already has his, his ideals about immigration, especially dealing with, with the Cuba situation and them being 90 miles away and all that, right? So I think being that he's a Republican, it's like, you guys already know how I feel about this, you know? So what we we don't got to say what's already understood. I'm going to ship him in the dark at night and I'm going to have you deal with him <laughs> since you're a sanctuary state. And that's the sense. He's like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, Mayor, how can we... Yeah, you guys know I how mean, I feel about you, this. You know where I stand. It's not just you know that. I mean? It's not just that. It's like, if you open up that... Fr- can of worms then then all those people are going to be stuck in let's say florida in this case as an example um while all the bureaucracy gets gets um uh, ironed out because you know that mm-hmm. new york in this case new york or whatever state it is that's due to receive right. these people is going to make this into a bureaucratic nightmare before the single person steps foot on 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 uh new york uh, soil so i don't blame them I don't blame him at all. True. I've been like, you, you know, you True. guys wanted, to, if you wanted to help, you should have helped before when we were getting overrun. But, you know, but now you, you've, you, you get a taste of it. No, no, no. Listen, it, it, it goes on both ends, on both ends. Because if the, if the call would have been made, then Adams is saying, well, let me see. Oh, uh, we're going to accept this many, you know, because then the political game now gets met. But now the political game is on. Because now all the all the cities that have taken the immigrant, immigrants and that we're dealing with it now they're trying to move make make their move to get back at the other one who sent it to us and that's where the game goes back and forth and that's why nothing gets done in this country because everyone once again is it's all tribalized I'm with here you're over there we're not working together and that's the problem with our U.S. government there is no bipartisanship at all 
I agree, man. I, I think for, for DeSantis, he's like, we're telling you there's a huge problem with the system and you guys aren't listening. So if you're not going to listen, then you deal with it. And, you know, believe it or not, I think him taking that approach has had them reevaluate because now it's on their doorstep, right? Now it's in their state and, and they are reevaluating those things. I can feel you on DeSantis. Maybe when I get to know more about him, more what he's about, what he brings to the table. Maybe it's easier for him for me to stomach DeSantis, but Trump, I cannot stomach Trump because I just don't understand the buffoon that gets in front of a microphone and just speaks out of his asshole and says whatever the fuck he wants and shitting on a lot of our people because I feel he's a racist pig and this is how he deals with shit and this is how he shows I'm better than you. He has that. He has that. Uh, I'm, I'm that prestige. You know, my family. We're billionaires. You know, we're here. You're there. Stay there. You know, and I, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with that because at the end of the day, granted, we, we're living the way we're living. We, we're, we're blessed that we are where we are. We're not struggling. We're not living paycheck to paycheck. You know, we're not, you're not living, you know, 10 deep in a one bedroom. But once again, a lot of them are, and that's how they survive. So it's, it's, it's hard for me, I guess because I'm more emotional about it, emotionally attached to it, because how we got here, how we struggled, how we did it, and another thing, this country too, because we got to talk about both sides. This country doesn't make it easy for immigrants to come here and do the paperwork and pay the and pay whatever they have to pay. Why? Because it's an astronomical fee that you got to pay to just go through the naturalization process outside of the fact, even getting an appointment down there in, in Pearl Street to, to get your papers is a joke too because they treat those people like they don't exist. So I want to talk about both sides. It's not just the political part. It's also just the way they treat people. We don't treat people like human beings, mm. period. I agree, man. There's definitely chinks in the armor and not everything is perfect. But I have a question for you, OG. If not Trump in this case, who would you want in his place then? Do you want Biden for another four years? No, I can't say that. Believe it or not, I can't. I don't want to see another Biden-Trump ticket. I really don't. So who do you think? I, I rather, you I'd want rather to kind of see how it, more refreshed. You want to see how it plays out. See who's in the how it I plays out. How yeah. yeah, let me because it's a lot. Listen, the Republican Party, you guys are thirty deep when it comes to who who wants to be president. So Trump is going to have a hard time picking everybody off because that's his game. He plays too. He picks you off until it's down to five. I don't know. I don't know. The, Demo the Democrats. Listen, we're 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 nowhere near where we should be. Uh, Pat K K Kamala Harris? Uh, no, she, she, I don't. I, no, Kamala. No. You, you know that. Yeah. You know that the Dems were the one that that um first put slavery in place. That came from the Democrats. Did you know that? No. Yeah, and then the the, the tune changed, and then I think there was a line in the in the sand, and 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 shit shifted down the line. But but that's just politics, though, right? Because. You're absolutely right. Sometimes you have to choose the lesser of two evils. And I totally get what you're saying. And I respect your opinion. But when you look at politics as a whole, it's a lose-lose. Whether it's a Dem or a fucking Republican, it's still a politician. Yeah. Right? It's, true. it's We're fucked no matter what, yo. Like, it's it's something that, that really is, um, especially being here in the States, a little unsettling. I know we're up against it, guys. I sent you guys another video. Now, before we do that, um, is there anything left unsaid as far as the segment we're just coming from? Does anybody else have... Any other opinions they want to give? Yeah, so I'll ask the same question to you, Frank, because I'm curious. Like, if um, I don't know if you're open to, to voting for anyone on the Democratic side, but 
um, if you were, who would it be? And if not, on the Republican side, who would you be open to, <laughs> to voting for? I assume those are the only two options on the table for you. I mean, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Even though I would love like a Bernie Williams, even though people think he's a socialist, and I mean, I, I rock with Bernie, Bernie Sanders, to a certain extent. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I'm talking about Bernie Williams from I'm the Yankees. To, <laughs> I'm about to say, I'll, I'll vote for him. I'll, I'll, I'll like, I like Derek Jeter and, and Paul O'Neill. That's my boy, Bernie. One, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> One thing I will say about that, Cynic, is that my I've always said, even when I was on, on the Biden train, that I'm always going to vote for the best person for the job, in my opinion. It's not going to be them. It's not going to be Republic because I don't identify with either. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm staying I'm sticking to that. Right. So I'm reassessing every four years who's the best person that I believe for the job, because I think the mistake that a lot of people do is that they find themselves on one side of it, either red or blue. And then even if the candidate doesn't measure up to their standards, well, I'm still well, I'm a Democrat. So we're going to we're going to do Democrats. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have somebody like Biden that comes up and he's a fucking mumbling fool and there's shady shit in his past. And right. So for me, I think this go around, I'm going to reassess. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I'm, I don't see who's coming out of the Dem side that's really going to make a push. I mean, I know they want the California mayor, I think, uh, to make a run. His name came up. He's, you know, he's yeah. very forward thinking. And so we'll see. We'll see. But remember, the system is so fucked that there's still going to be like, all right, you choose from this or you choose from that. So ultimately, even if I want somebody like that, if he's not the one at the end that they've appointed for me to choose from, then he's not even an option, right? Mm. So as of right now, where I stand, I think I'm going either DeSantis or I'm going Trump because I, I've lived in Florida, you know, when DeSantis has been governor, I've seen his changes firsthand, even though I don't agree with everything he does, but I've seen his work firsthand. And I do feel differently about Trump now after being, after, you know, the post-Trump era. I can't say I feel the same, right? So as of right now, I'm leaning towards that, but it doesn't mean that the next four years, I'm still going to be on that side of things. I reassess, and I'm going to vote for who I think is the best person for the job. But that's how I would answer that question. Okay, I feel you, Chris Christie. Chris Christie. Yeah, there you go. He he's he he's someone when he speaks and he has his his values. I can I'm like okay, he's he's a little relatable. I can I can I can understand where he's coming from. But once again, like DeSantis, I don't know too much about him. Of yeah. Chris Christie. You know what I want to touch on real quick, guys. What do you guys think about the whole thing that happened with Bud Light and the Pride thing and Target? Have you guys heard about... Did you know that Target yeah, was selling absolutely. bathing suits that <laughs> they took your Johnson away? Yeah. I mean, how do we feel about that? And and here, I want to I wanna preface it with saying this. Me, personally, I can't speak for the other two people on this show. I am pro-gay. I have no problem with gay people. I have good friends that are gay. I think love mm-hmm. is love, right? But I do feel like there's definitely some some red flags that are happening with the way I feel like we're being force fed certain things. Right. Mm -hmm. How do we feel about that? I mean, because we all know that Bud Light really only took that stance because they saw it as a marketing ploy, but it backfired Mm -hmm. on them. And I'm sure target again, capitalism was leading that, you know, that's the way they thought as well, just like Biden. Right. So, I mean, what, how do you guys feel about that? And, And companies using that as, as a tool and how it's backfired as well. I think this is a can of worms that would, probably be best served in an episode all by itself to be completely you honest. You always do this to us. No, no, no. Because because to me, this is all tied to what I've been saying for for weeks and months already. You know how I feel about the topic of wokeness. For me, this is all part yeah. of the same thing, right? 
I was um, aware of all that shit happening with Target. I was, I'm aware of all that shit happening with Bud Light, with all that stuff, because um, this is my little fucking pet peeve. This woke, um, this whole woke topic. And I find it like embarrassing, to be honest. It's ridiculous. I, I find the whole thing ridiculous. Like you, I don't have anything against uh, gay people. That's not what it's about at all. Um, but this force feeding of these new values and these new ideas on on gender and force feeding that to us everywhere we turn you know from from the movies to the television to the music to the now Bud Light beer and Target and like there's also this whole discussion about um drag queens and and the kinds of shows that they put on where they you know, some places they're, 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 they they put on shows for kids. And and it's like in some in some instances, they're completely sexualized, these shows. But these uber woke people have this idea that it's fine for kids to be able to participate, you know, to be in, involved in such shows. To what's being taught in school. Now, if you look that up, that's what I'm saying. This is a huge can of worms. If you look up what's going on in schools. From the, the kind of books that they have in the libraries to the kinds of discussions that they're having in class and how they're reacting to kids who are pushing against it. It's like indoctrination is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And they're force feeding this uh, point of view on, on everyone because they're trying to really shift, in my opinion, they're, they're trying to force shift a whole new paradigm um, where... Men are not men. Women are not women. You can be anything you want. And uh, if you say anything against it, then you're ostracized as homophobic, transphobic, dysphobic. So this needs a whole whole episode, guys, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's a deep topic. It's a deep topic because th- there's a lot of layers to it. A lot of layers. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with pride. I'm fine with the LBGTQP plus, 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 plus community because it's always changing. Um, I'm accepting of how they live and how they want to live and how they want to be free and open. The one thing I will say, make it really quick and short, it was a different generation when we were coming up or when I was coming up where it was taboo to talk about these topics that we're so open to talk about now. But it was also taboo to marry, you know, the same sex. That that was never on the table. It was It was like the biggest sin in the world. And any politician, any person who wanted that, you were viewed as like, you know, you were crazy, or you must, you, not, you must not be human. But but then it was the same with tattoos. When tattoos back in the day, you had a tattoo. You were you were a thug. You were you were jailbird. Now it's you know everyone has them. So I just think it's a matter of if we're going to accept, how much do you want us to accept? Because I feel like we're being being bombarded with the commercials, with the TVs, with the with the shows. It's everywhere, everywhere. And but the one thing I I will say, our kids I think are more open to the topic of you know lbgtq and 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 gay pride and and homosexuality because it's it's been in front of them since they were in school when we were in school talk about me my time there was no talk about that there was no talk about that the same way there was no talk about latinos you never even see a lot of latinos in commercials you didn't hear spanish on on tvs back then and now spanish is all over the place latinos are all over the place so how much are they going to bombard us with? That's my problem. It's like we're being force-fed. It's like we have to accept. And if you don't, you're not a human. I don't, I don't agree. 
Yeah, one of the things that DeSantis was saying was, hey, before third grade, we shouldn't be talking about sexuality. And I agree with that. I mean, I know the guy's not perfect. I don't agree with, you know, trying to strip history, you know, because he's he's doing other things as well that I'm not rocking with, right? I want to be very clear here. But I don't think that you should be speaking about sexuality just because I have a kindergarten teacher who likes to eat pussy, which, hey, nothing against that. (laughs) Eat the snatch. I like pussy, too. I feel you, right? But there's a time and place. No, yeah, there's a time and place. And when that person thinks that they should impose that on our children before we're even having that conversation with them at home, is like, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. everything now is cancel culture and everything. And if, like you said, if cynic, if you go against it, oh, you're, you know, oh, that's what they're going to hit us with. Oh, you know, your gay phobia, your transphobia. Right. right? Because you're not letting, we're not letting me teach the way I want to teach. No, teach social studies, my dude. Exactly. Yeah. uh, That's exactly what I was, I I want, you, you hit it right on the head. Like, have we forgotten what the fucking purpose of school is? Teach math, teach science, teach English, teach foreign languages, teach social studies, whatever, right? Don't mm-hmm. fucking start teaching any of the of the kids anything about sexuality before a certain age. And when and when they hit that age, I'm sorry, but the parents should be involved in the saying parents you can or you can't. Should be having that conversation. I yes. don't give right. a shit if right. you're fucking gay, lesbian. If tomorrow you're a boy, if to, if you know, if the next day you're a fucking an inanimate object. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can do that. But but as soon as you think that you need to come into class, put that in front of kids and 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 shove it down their throat so that they can validate you for some reason. What the fuck? I don't even think there should be a pride month, to be honest. Just like I don't think there should be a Ooh, black history month. I think we need to stop it. bullshitting with all these bullshit months, guys. Let's fucking put it on the table. This is all bullshit. Wow. Hey, they gave us the shortest month already, though. They gave us the shortest month, cynic. They gave us 28 days in February. Yo, we don't need any fucking months for ourselves. What is that? We don't need that. That, There's not white pride. All that shit is exactly. All that shit does is divide people because they own everything. That's a good point. (laughs) They have it all. That's a good point. No, that's a good point though, because G was talking about tribalism, right? I don't think that's valid. What? Yeah. What's not valid? Are you drinking Bud Light? (laughs) Let me find out, dog. That me it's a blue cap. Papa, let me I love find those out. videos where, but, where but, someone is he's like a normal dude and then he drinks a butt line and then he's gay all yeah. of a sudden. <laughs> but you guys spoke, spoke about social studies. If we're going to teach social studies, teach all of social studies. You cannot take away certain parts of social studies to make it fit your curriculum or to make it fit your idealism that you want to teach. That's the problem I'm having. If I'm not mistaken, Frankie, didn't DeSantis take away a big chunk of African-American history? From the, from the school books? Yes, I heard about that. I heard about that. And that's one of those things that I disagree with, right? Because history right. is history. But what it did is. He take out? You can't change what, it now. What did he take out? I, a big chunk of African-American I heard history. something like that. I nah, heard something nah, like that. I'm going to fact did. check that right now, <laughs> fact guys. Check I don't buy that. Fact Please. Check <laughs> Yo, didn't I think Mel Gibson is, is creating a four-part documentary on human trafficking? You know, human trafficking is like $300 billion a year. And the airplane industry is at a two hundred million, two hundred billion, and that's what they they, they just yeah. came back. So the air the airline industry in total makes two hundred billion a year. Human traffic is at three hundred billion. Talk about things under the rug, right? Listen to me. And the history, the history behind it, because it's not it's not just now. This has been going on forever. Oh man, come on. Me and Senate got into a secret societies and the Red Shirt Club and shit. But if we're going, if we're going, if, but human trafficking now, if you want to go, with, if you want to go deep into it. You know, now let's talk about slavery because slavery was the same thing. You packaged them up and said, I got these 10 
you know, individuals. I'm not going to go out and say what I want to say. <laughs> I got these 10 individuals, and I want, you know, a parcel of your land. Yo, OG, you know what's crazy <laughs> about that voice you're making now? I picture, I picture Biden saying that. When Biden said that poor kids have the same should have the same chances as white kids implying that only colored kids are poor gave me a, a fucking a look into the way he talks within his walls and it's funny because i never viewed it like that before you know but seeing seeing things play out i'm like and that made that statement did you hear about him telling the story about when he was a, a um he used to work at the pool and they used to come and rub his leg and to see the hair go down weird shit bro this guy's a yeah. creepazoid yeah. and i granted yeah. Trump is a fucking douchebag for saying grab her by the pussy because you know what? At the end of the day, Trump, that's not okay. No, and I'm going to be serious about this. You know, rape culture is not cool. Rape culture, I don't stand by that. I feel like chivalry should not be dead. And no matter how much money you have, you shouldn't just go and take what you think you deserve. Let's make sure it's consenting, my guy. Right, but then that's where we go back to, you know, which, which evil which evil yeah. do you want to choose? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's the same playbook. It's just written differently in each in all their all their books because all of them have skeletons, all of them have dirt. And if you really want to go into it, I, I don't I don't want to hear what goes on in in their homes and their privacy when they when they're amongst their own peers. Ooh, how they really love feel about to us. be a fly on the wall because I'm sure that's a whole different world. That's a world that we know. Listen, I already know we 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 not we're not we don't belong here. They don't want us here for many reasons. But at the end of the day, they know for a fact the minorities are not the 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 minorities are not minorities anymore. We're the majority, and that and that's taken into account. You see it in our TVs, you see it in commercials, you see how they they deal with us now in a lot of different ways. Is it all correct? Absolutely not. Are there chinks in that armor? Absolutely. But we've come a long way from when I was coming up to where we are now. So. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. If you talk about our politics, that's why when when France just came on right now on CNN, talking about listen, I don't want to, I don't want I put myself with the U.S. or with China. I want to be my I want to be I want my country be, has its own individual individualism has be a leader of its own. I don't want to part with the U.S. or part with China. That's massive. You've never heard an ally talk like that because the U.S. is not respected anymore like it used to be because of all this shit that we've done. Biden. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to respect us, yo. Cuando el viejo no puede caminar cinco pasos, dude. But dude, it's 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 before Biden, it's before yeah, Obama. Yeah. It's it's the lineage. It's just it's, it's just they it's, started it's just they started because I think they always respected us, but they let us deal with our own shit. Now, cynic, were you able to fact check what DeSantis took out of schools? Were yeah, you able to find so it at all, um, just real quick because this there was not a lot of time to search um, for that, but. It seems like his issue with it was or is that he sees certain parts of the curriculum of this African-American studies curriculum. Certain parts of it are what he calls uh, it's not about teaching. It's about indoctrination. Um, He said this curriculum includes things like queer theory, intersectionality, abolishing prisons and other things that I guess one would say are not, let's say, factually based, but more like trying to push an agenda or, as he says, indoctrinate Mm. people. Um, So he's like, this is not education. This is not something that's relevant to what these kids need for, uh, I guess this is this part of what they need to go to college or I don't know. Like I said, I just looked at it real quick. 
but there are these pieces in it, right? And and another thing that came up is, uh, I don't know if this is the umbrella term for it, but something called critical race theory, which he says he's against being taught. Um, and critical race theory is, it says here, a loosely organized framework of legal analysis based on the premise that race is not a natural biologically grounded feature of physically distinct subgroups but a socially constructed category that is used to oppress and exploit people of color so if i have to translate that it's like a way to show a way for quote people of color to keep putting themselves in the role of victim we talked about that before as well so you know i i have to say and and then I guess I'll leave it because I, now we're really we're we're getting kind of hitting against the clock. But on a personal note, I think I don't know if if it's been because of living abroad or whatever. But I, I over time my my opinion, my feeling about where I belong or where I feel as in terms of part of a group has changed dramatically. So when G talks about us and the Latino community and I don't identify with that at all. And I find it weird that I don't because I know where he's coming from. But when he says that, I don't feel like I don't feel like uh, I'm part of this group that he's talking about. Right. But hermano, tú no hablas español. Tú no como mango. I mean, it's just how it is, you know, and when I see this kind of thing about critical race theory and, and how they, you know, try and look at things from the point of view of how color people of color are disadvantaged and in different ways, it's like. So, so what are you trying to tell me that I should feel this kind of way that I should feel now like a victim because then it, it fits the narrative that the white man is to blame for everything. Uh, so I guess I, I also don't feel like I'm part of that group that I guess I'm supposed to be a part of. So I have a lot of a lot of problems with, with, with these uh, with, with, with these concepts right now. They don't fit for me. What do you think, OG? Listen, it's it's it's, it's, it's another topic. That, that takes a lot of layers because if that's the case, then we're going to change every book that's ever been written when it comes to what one group thinks or what one group thinks we should be, what should, should be taught. Another group should, is going to say that shouldn't be taught. It's, you know, I don't know. I don't know because back then when we were coming up, none of this was talked about. None of this was talked about. Everything, you know, uh, homosexuality was, was, was tabooed. Tattoos were tabooed. Uh, the race thing always has been an issue because it's always been around us. When, back when when I was coming up, it was really in front of you. You know, how, how we were treated, you, how you were told. It was more in your face. Now, with social media, with the phones, with the tablets, it's just 24-7. And we're seeing it from all over the world. Before, it was just in your backyard, and you had to wait for the news to come on to hear anything or read a paper the next day. Now, it's instantaneous. So I think it's definitely a topic to get to divulge back in, but it's 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 a lot. It's going to be a lot. Yeah, that's a good point, man. I think the issues that we've had. Well, for one, let me address the DeSantis thing. I don't think we should wipe history. Just as long as he's not willing to eradicate or try to pretend like things that did happen in the past didn't happen. Like, oh, slavery wasn't a thing. Oh, people getting hung wasn't a thing. Like, just as long as we're not trying to pretend like that didn't happen, I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But now if we're trying to go back and pretend like that didn't happen and wipe it out of books and, and create this facade of, of what is versus what really was, 
then I do have an issue with that. But the whole racism thing, it's always been prominent. It's always been an issue. Mm-hmm. We just share information differently now. And we've spoken about that in the past. Everybody has a, a camcorder that used to have to go on your shoulder or, or on your hand. They got that in their pockets now. Right? So when you have a Karen or a Carlos, I don't know the, the, the male version of that. <laughs> when you have a Karen going off in a Walmart about how she thinks that she should get in line first because she's white and you need to be at the back of the line because you're black because shit like that happens. Now somebody goes whoop and records it and everybody sees it when before that happened and you just went home and told your people about it. Now right. I go online and I tell everybody about it. Right. So it's just it's just putting a magnifying glass on existing issues that we have, especially in this mm-hmm. country and not only in this country, but in this world in the world, you know, um, mm-hmm. but we are up against a gentleman, man. Listen to me. First fucking episode out the gate at an hour and a half, maybe you guys are going to kill me with this edit. That's why I'm like, that's it. Don't talk no more. That's it. This is going to take me two weeks. Well, you got two good hours. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I love it. I like it. I love it. We got that quote. Let's pull that quote up, baby. What's that? What that looking like? Ours may become the first civilization destroyed, not by the power of our enemies, but by the ignorance of our teachers and the dangerous nonsense they are teaching our children. In an age of artificial intelligence, they are creating artificial stupidity. Thomas Sowell. Listen, we had a feeler episode, right? So to, to let the, the kind of viewers in, we had a kind of feeler episode that we had amongst us three just to make sure that we we're ready for you guys. And that's when Cynic originally brought that quote up. And I'm like, that's gold. You got to bring that to the real first episode. After going through this episode and touching on the things we touched on, that quote hits it out of the park even bigger this time. Yeah. It's impression that it's leaving on me after the things we touched on today. And um, that's why I love words, man. That's why I love that we have that, that segment. We always kind of bless people with that. I hope they, they appreciate it as well. And it's hopefully thought-provoking, right? I hope so. This guy, this guy Thomas Sowell, is part of the reason why I've, I've shifted so much of my way of thinking. He's a black guy, educated, and he's not. he doesn't have the opinions that everyone thinks he should have. <laughs> yeah, but let's not go so far to say that racism doesn't exist. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to leave you with that in my head. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's bounce. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, man. Great show today, gentlemen. OG, welcome to the family, man. We're going to do some great things. We're Thank super you, fellas. Thank to you, fellas. Yes. To the listeners, we are back. We're going to keep this thing going. Keep your ears to the ground as far as when the next episode is coming. Maybe a week, maybe two weeks. But we'll let you know. Make sure you hit the notification button on whatever app you use to listen to us so if we drop it in a week or even two you're gonna get that alert on your phone and you won't miss us guys do it yes sir catch you on the other one love 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 catch y'all next time same time same place same channel already choose peace Puerto Rico. And we also love Puerto Rico.